Hey, this is John Five, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Vinnie Paul from Hell Yeah, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Come on now. Hey, this is Daniel Oliver from Nothing More, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 271 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This episode, we bring to you an interview with Daniel Oliver from the band Nothing More. Nothing More has been tearing it up lately in support of their 2014 self-titled release, Nothing More, and have recently embarked on a headlining tour along with Wilson and Red Sun Rising. Before we get to that interview, though, here's a track from that album. This is called Jenny. Ladies and gentlemen, with me on the line, I've got Daniel from the band Nothing More. How are you doing today, Daniel? Doing great, doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Um, I want to touch base with you guys. You guys are about. You guys have just started. Uh, you know the Jenny tour. So, um, can you talk a little bit about uh, what fans can expect on this tour? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just started. We're actually right now on the second date um, up in Peoria, Illinois. Um, you know, this is a headlining run mixed with a bunch of festivals. I believe when we're in Pittsburgh, we'll be headlining at the Altar Bar. And uh, I don't know. They can, if people have seen us before, they can they know the tricks that we bring with us. we got a, a new set, a nice long set that we're playing on this entire tour. Um, we also have brought two really good friends with ours, of ours with us, uh, one being Wilson, who we've toured with um, 
in Europe. We shared a bus with them. They're they're an absolutely phenomenal band and just a, a class act group of gentlemen as well. They're mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, and then and then Red Sun Rising. And we have we have not played with them yet, but we're, we've heard a lot of good things and can't wait to share the stage with them. Um, also with this tour, every show we play, we we uh, let the bands from the area submit, and we actually listen through every submission and pick our favorite bands for uh, each market we're playing. Oh, that's cool. It's a good way to hear a bunch of uh, upcoming bands. Yeah. Um, now, you're uh, Nothing More, your album came out. Uh, it's been out for almost a year. Um, are you guys surprised at how well this album's been performing? It's gotten great reviews. It you know peaked at 33 on the Billboard 200. Um, are you guys you know surprised with the success of this album? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we're a band that we've been so DIY um, all of our career that uh, to finally get picked up. You know, even after we got right after we got signed, there wasn't any initial plan to go to radio, mm-hmm. um, and the label. But, you know, they kind of sniffed around and everyone liked it, so they went ahead and, and took that route. And that's just been kind of phenomenal for us and uh, mind-blowing. It's just something something we never expected to go from kind of the attitude of building them one by one to, you know, a couple months later having a number one on Sirius and Terrestrial Radio. Right. So it's it's been cool, you know. I, I, we didn't we didn't know what to, expect getting, what to expect getting into it. We know that we're a live band. And that's always kind of been our bread and butter, but it's been cool to see kind of the full spectrum of things happen for us. Now, this is actually uh, your sixth album. You mentioned that you guys have always been kind of a DIY type of band. Um, can you talk a little bit about the journey from, you know, starting back, you know, almost 10 years ago to now and and, and how you guys were able to get to the point you're at now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's been, a, it's been a crazy journey. You know, back in 2005, we took the, the vow of poverty together, as I call it. Um, and just, it was one of those things, like, um, there wasn't a label telling us to go out and and play or give us money, and we didn't have a booking agent, you know, or management or anything, like, helping us. But, but at the same time, we knew that there was nothing stopping us either, so we just kind of set our sights on dividing and conquer and just kind of made a little, or you know, a little business out of it. Like, one of the guys was in charge of booking, um, you know, someone else was in charge of the van and keeping up with that and merchandise and all that. And we just kind of started going and started regionally. Um, and, you know, we stayed regional pretty much that whole time with just some some limited national exposure. Right. And uh, it's it's just it's been a life changing experience because having being in that situation where, you know, we dedicated our lives to it, you know, we none of us really you know we all dropped out of college or a couple of the guys went straight out of high school into it mm-hmm. um so none of us bought houses or cars we all just like lived a very very minimal life so we could focus all of our energy on the band and being put in a situation with limited resources we all really i don't know learned a lot of cool crafts along the way like the um i think our singer learned the production element um of the business you know and he's Pretty much, we self-produced the last record mm-hmm. that we released that Eleven Seven picked up. Um, he's just gotten, you know, gotten phenomenal at that. Like over the years of working on the vehicles, uh, I've kind of become somewhat of a mechanic. But also, I was able to kind of transition what I learned from that into into working with metal and welding and kind of like the the industrial artistry. Um, so that's a that's a huge part of my life now that I, you know. 
I didn't have before, and it was just kind of, I don't know, it wasn't by necessity that I learned, but it just kind of worked out that way, that uh, getting involved in that world kind of led me to, brought the right people to me to help me kind of start to learn that and conquer it, and now it's a big part of our live show, and um, I don't know, it's a, it's a neat deal. I wouldn't. It was a long, long journey. I'll say that. It was, a right. lot, it was very stressful at times, you know, especially money-wise, like just operating on a shoestring. But, mm-hmm. um, but it, 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 you know, I wouldn't take it back for anything. It was an incredible adventure that changed us all for sure. Right, right. Now, can you talk about like you know, playing in the regional scene and then all of a sudden you know playing big giant festivals like Rock in the Range and like the contrast between the two and like that you know what you first felt that first time you stepped out on stage in front of like you know thousands upon thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, no, it was nuts. Actually, the really the turning point for us was at a festival. Like we played Aftershock uh, in Sacramento two years ago, um, and we were kind of talking to the the guy who puts on all the festivals, Danny Wimmer, and, you know, we had the, we'd never been to Sacramento before. We were the second band to play the festival, the two-day festival, you know, second band on the first day on the small stage. Um, and, you know, there was a, there was a good crowd for us. There were like four or 500 people. I didn't know what to expect. I was, I, I figured right. there'd be nobody. And he saw us play, um, and was blown away. And, uh, Actually, there was a band that dropped off the next day. So immediately in a one-day time, we went from the second band opening the festival to playing at like 4 p.m. on the main stage wow. in front of like 15,000 people. And it was that—that that was the most like incredible, literal, literally like an overnight change into something much bigger. And uh, Danny Wimmer actually is one of our managers now. Um, and that day in Sacramento actually kind of just set the whole music industry ablaze for us. Like, we had, we had showcased to a bunch of labels and had gotten, you know, turned down right. by, by a bunch of different people. But after after that one show, you know, we were kind of in a bidding war between four or five different labels to pick up the record. So well, that's it's, it's been nuts, you know. I think the one of the coolest things has been um, from going from, like, a regional band to now you know, we'll pull up to a market headlining that we've never been to mm-hmm. and and see, you know, like 300 people waiting outside the door to get in before, you know, an hour before the door is even open. Right. That, that's, re- that's really been a special and very wild experience from what we've, what we've been used to doing over the years. Now, the album, you know, it's a great album and, you know, it deserves all the recognition and stuff that it gets. Can you talk about where you guys draw your inspiration from for your songs? Yeah, I mean, most of it, uh, most of it comes from just personal experiences. You know, we always try to, always try to write about things that we've uh, personally dealt with. Um, and that, that's a lot of it lyrically, you know, and it's, it's something like everyone in the band writes and there's not a not a song on the record that all of us haven't in some way felt or experienced and gone through. Um, and that, you know, it's cool to be in a group of people to where we all see so, so eye to eye on everything to where, you know, we get all of everyone's kind of different perspectives melding into to, to the songs that you hear. Um, as far as like musical influences, you know, we're all, all big Tool fans and Nine Inch Nails and we're all big fans of Thrice. Uh, they're a phenomenal group. And Dredge, if you've heard of them. Uh, I don't know. You know, We're all a fan of the big the big names. And then it just kind of branches from there into all sorts of stuff. So, um, 
but yeah, you know, musically, us all riding, like, they're, it really helps with, I think, uh, kind of creating a unique sound because we, if one person might come to the table with, like, a song idea musically, but then we all put our influence on it, and at the end of the day, it usually doesn't sound anything like how we started. Right. So, um, I don't know. Now, you guys, uh, last month, debuted uh, the video for the song Jenny. Um, I know Johnny directed the video, and he's got you know, some personal ties to that song and whatnot. Can you talk about the video and, and the song and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the song is uh, written about uh, just kind of Johnny's struggle with a family member with his sister that that is battled with mental illness um for for most of her life and and a lot of the song also is about um the passing of Johnny's mother to cancer and how much uh like his how much like struggle there was for his mom to be able to mm-hmm. just like i guess let go in those end days she held on for so long to try to be I don't know, try to, I guess, kind of see things through um, with his sister. And that was that was a really kind of devastating time for him and for his family. Um, and so, you know, he just, he actually wrote the treatment for the video and directed it himself and did all the editing. Uh, wow. Yeah, I watched him slave away for about <laughs> two months on that thing, uh, all throughout the last tour and through our European and world tour. Wow. Um, but yeah, we're we're really kind of trying to take that. It's not by no means is the song like attached to his sister or anything. Right. We're trying to just kind of kind of turn the whole thing into a positive movement for, um, just for the awareness of mental illness in general and how how it's you know in no way is it shameful to ever seek help if you're dealing with something. Right. Um. It only it only helps everyone involved. Um in that situation now you guys so, have a, a pledge music campaign to help you know promote awareness can you talk a little bit about that yeah we do we do we kind of uh tie it we teamed up with a bunch of different uh nonprofits, and we kind of tied it in with like a, a vip kind of thing slash mm-hmm. like a merchandise kind of thing to where um it's not just flat out donating to uh to these organizations but you we do give give back in return you know right. if you want to just depending on how much you do want to donate you know we give you merchandise and uh you know you get uh, to come into sound check and watch us mess up a bunch of our songs <laughs> and uh you know or you get to come on the bus and hang out and things right. like that so yeah yeah right. you know it's, we're just trying to kind of put our money where our mouth is and kind of help as much as we can um uh, you know just give give back to these organizations that are working so hard now you guys, uh, this tour goes on for a couple of months, and you got you know, a couple of tours after that uh, in the fall and whatnot. After uh, you're done touring, at what point do you guys start working on a new album? Yeah, I mean, really, uh, we've started. The time is kind of now to start working on it. Like the last, the last year, we've just been kind of stretched as far as we can go with traveling and uh, really doing our best to support this album and. Uh, working on different like radio performances and acoustic performance ideas that we do that are really unique. But it's cool. it's really go time now to to really start cranking on the next record. And things are things are we've literally been gone since last March. Right. Um, with with like very you know a couple weeks here. We had a, we actually had all of May off, which was really nice. But um, yeah, it's we have two tours uh, coming up right now. Then another month off. Uh, 
and then we'll probably be doing a big headlining tour, probably our final headlining tour in the U.S. in September, um, and then possibly one more short trip to Europe to do some headlining. But yeah, it's, you know, we're finally we're we're in a bus now and not driving ourselves <laughs> around in, in our taco truck contraption we had before. So it's just uh, it it's go time to to get the next thing rolling and get it out as soon as we possibly can. Cool, cool. Well, I want to wish you guys a lot of luck on this upcoming tour. I know I'm looking forward to catching you guys here in Pittsburgh. And uh, I want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thank you so much for, for all the help you've done. We couldn't do it without you. We appreciate it. Coming out of that interview was the first single from Nothing More self-titled album called This Is The Time. I want to thank Daniel for taking the time to talk to us. You can catch Nothing More along with Wilson and Red Sun Rising at Alter Bar on June 9th if you're in the Pittsburgh area. If you're elsewhere, check out their website for dates near you. Also, if you get a chance, check out Nothing More's I Know Jenny charity campaign at www.pledgemusic.com forward slash projects forward slash nothing more. We'll have that link up for you on our website. That about wraps up this episode. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. And check out our Instagram at instagram.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>